Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Hey, on Wax 104.5, it's a Monday morning. Good morning to you. Kristen Smith with you this morning, as well as Jill Welke. And I had to play the song, Blown Away, because after Friday's snow squalls, as they call them, oh my gosh, how did anybody not literally get blown away? I know it. I was watching the tornadoes like snow out in the fields. Holy smokes. I know, you scared me. I'm like, tornadoes? We didn't have tornadoes. Well, they look like little tornadoes, uh-huh, but the they snow ones. got pretty, pretty tall and pretty... Pretty rustic out there. Yeah, I could not believe how many highways got shut down because of that blowing wind. I mean, they said there were vehicles everywhere in the ditches. Not good. No, not good. And you got to slow down and hazards on. If you're slowing down too much, flip on those hazards. Do anything you can to let people see you. And we got to get ready for that because guess what's coming up this week? National FFA Week. Well, besides National FFA Week, we've got snow coming in. It's going to start today (laughs) and tomorrow. We got advisories and warnings out there for certain areas. So, yeah, but we do have National FFA Week, which is super important. (laughs) But we got to slow down on the roads, too. We don't need to get blown away. So, yeah, slow down out there. Keep an eye out when the snow does hit. It's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to be late than deceased. So, keep her... On the roads, or as I like to say, between the pickers, which means the ditches, as some people don't know what the pickers are. But it is a few minutes before 5 o'clock on this Monday morning. It feels like it's 14 degrees, but the actual temp is 24. We're looking at a high of 25 today. So if you're up and about, you kind of know what the weather's going to be like for the rest of the day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we've got a busy morning here at Wax on this Monday morning. Last week was the Marshfield Farm Show, and we got a bin sitting in here, don't we, Jill, with all the people. We do. We We got a big bin. Oh, I hear a couple winners in there. We're going to be giving away tickets to Farm Technology Days, which is taking place in Clark County as well as two general admission passes for Farm Tech Fest and two VIP passes for Farm Tech Fest featuring Joe Nichols. So we have him, but also we've got a little bit of a Sawyer Brown coming in too. Woohoo! To Loyal Wisconsin, July 13th. That's Sawyer Brown. Some girls do. And they will be in Loyal Wisconsin, July 13th for Clark County Farm Technology Days. That's going to be exciting stuff. And I know Jill is personally excited. She can't wait to you know, maybe get a hug from him or something. You bet. See, I knew it. I knew it. As long as they don't ask me to sing on stage, we'll all be happier. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think any of us will be singing. I think we'll let the professionals do that. Uh, they're, they, that's what their job I, is, right? I agree. I agree. But it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with some news. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. There's new hope in the Ukraine crisis. President Biden is willing to consider meeting with his Russian counterpart, but that's only if Vladimir Putin agrees not to attack his neighbor. The French president invited them to attend a summit. The White House says that could happen after the foreign ministers of both countries meet on Thursday. The current crisis in Ukraine is nothing like the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan, according to Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. There's, there's not a lot of parallel between uh, what we're seeing now in Ukraine and what we, see, what we saw in Afghanistan. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the retired admiral said the main difference between the two situations was that the U.S. was ending a war in Afghanistan versus preventing one from happening. Kirby also quashed claims that the U.S. was more concerned about the security of Ukraine than other European countries. He stated that leaders he recently met with in Europe were equally alarmed. One officer is dead and another in critical condition after a police helicopter crashed in the ocean near Los Angeles. Jim Forbes reports. KCAL TV says a helicopter with the Huntington Beach Police Department crashed in front of a dozen witnesses off the coast of Newport Beach Saturday night. Both officers were pulled from the wreckage and taken to nearby trauma centers. During a press conference, police chief Eric Paris said 44-year-old officer Nicholas Vela died in the crash and the other officer is now in stable condition. The cause of the crash is still under investigation. I'm Jim Forbes. Tourists are returning to Australia for the first time since the pandemic. The country shut its borders two years ago but lifted the travel ban for visitors. International flights began today reuniting family and friends. Those who aren't vaccinated against coronavirus must quarantine for up to 14 days. And a Hollywood couple is trying for another baby. Model and cookbook author Chrissy Teigen revealed on Instagram she's undergoing IVF. It comes more than a year after she and her husband John Legend lost a son in her third pregnancy. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. You know, another thing that I hope we'll be hearing a little bit about is, I don't know, do you follow Badger basketball? Uh, not really. When they're oh. when they're sometimes when it's really splashing out there, I'll I'll tune in. But. He, well, I saw a little recap this morning when I got up and I was starting to get ready, and I I don't know the team. I don't want to say it, they had an M, and I don't want to say if it's Michigan because I don't know enough about basketball to say anything. But the coach like decked one of the Wisconsin Badger coaches. That's not good. No, they got into like a brawl after the game when Wisconsin won. So we'll have to see what we can find out about 5.30 or so with the news and find out what happened, what started it. But, yeah, I saw the little video, and I'm like, whoo, that got kind of heated. So I don't know, something about a timeout with 15 seconds left, and Wisconsin was ahead, and the guy was mad. So I don't know, but he he decked him. Sounds like emotions out of control. Oh, man. It's a game, people. <laughs> I mean, come on. But we do got stuff to do this morning. We've got tickets to give away. Plus, we've got weather, news, markets. It's a busy morning. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is accepting nominations for two seats on the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin. DACTAP will be mailing nomination forms to eligible growers. Then the producers must sign, notarize, and get it postmarked before April 1st and include signatures from at least five eligible growers other than the nominee. Elected growers will serve a three-year term beginning July 1st of this year and ending June 30th of 2025. And the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is asking the public to report any black bear dens that they find across the state to support a new study. The study, which will be conducted by the DNR's Office of Applied Sciences, will analyze reported dens and generate estimates of reproductive rates of black bears within each bear management zone. 
The DNR is asking for the den's locations and how recent they were in use without you approaching or disturbing the dens. The research staff will then collar the female bears to collect data on the sows and cubs. The research is due to start at the end of this month and will continue until the collaring goals are met. Yeah, you won't see me approaching any black bear dens anytime soon. I think I'll I'll stay in hibernation and just stay away from them. We've got markets. Those are coming up next. Actually, we got weather first, and then we got markets. So we got weather. That's next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And looking at the weather today, it looks like it's going to be a cloudy day with a chance of snow. There are some winter weather advisories and some warnings out there. But we are looking at a high of 25 degrees. Tonight, it looks like the snow is going to come in. We're looking at a low of 14. Tomorrow, the snow will continue. And that's when they're saying that we're going to get the brunt of it. So please slow down out there. Keep an eye on it. We're looking at a high of 16 degrees tomorrow. Tomorrow night, it's going to get colder, though. Only a high of 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy. No snow in the forecast so far with a high of 14. And it's going to get cold again Wednesday night at 0. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 22 degrees, La Crosse at 33. I think I'm going to head there. Marshfield, 25. Green Bay, 22. Rice Lake is at 20 degrees. Wausau, 24. Madison, 31. Milwaukee, 32. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 24 degrees, but it feels like 14. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming up right now here on Wax. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the morning to check in with our morning markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, start us off. What's going on with the markets? Choice fed beef steers are 134 to 145 and a quarter. Mixed are 120 to 133. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 145 with mixed coming in at 80 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 119 to 133 and a half with selects at 80 to 119. Cows are 57 to 73 with a top of 95. Bulls are 48 to $1. And butcher hogs are coming in at 60 to 71. Sows are 60 to 68 and a half with boars at 18 to 27. New crop market lambs are 215 to 227 and a half. Old crop market lambs are 190 to 215. With feeder lambs at two forty to four dollars. Perfect. Thank you so much. And on the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for February at one forty three twenty five. That's down fifteen cents. April's at one forty three eighty seven, down ninety. June is at one forty one fifty, down sixty five cents. Feeder cattle for March is at one sixty five forty two. That's down seventy seven cents. April's at one seventy eighty five, down thirty. May is at one seventy five ninety, up seventeen cents. Lean hogs for April's at 109.40, up $1.82. May is at 113.35, up 202. June is at 118.62, up $1.45. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we got your March corn up four at 654. March oats down a quarter at $6.89. March soybeans up nine at 1601. 
March soybean meal was down a dollar thirty at four forty seven ninety a ton. March wheat is down a penny at seven ninety seven. On the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at a dollar ninety three and a half. Your blocks are unchanged at a dollar ninety eight and three quarters. Double A grade butter is unchanged at two sixty nine. And your class three futures for February are up two at twenty ninety. March up a nickel at twenty two forty. April down a nickel at twenty two eighty one. May up nine at twenty two thirty nine. And June was down a nickel at twenty two ninety. But then the markets were upward through November of this year. So some good news on those markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Rural Mutual Insurance is one of the sponsors of Farm Tech Fest, along with Forward Insurance and Partners Bank out of the Stratford-Marshfield-Spencer area. And it is 16 minutes after 5 o'clock, and it is that time of the morning to announce our winners. And Jill, get the bin ready. Ooh, I can hear it. All right, let's pick our winner. For your farm, <coughs> excuse me, Farm Tech Days tickets. So Farm Technology Days tickets, two single-day passes. Glenn Thomas of Willard. Woo-hoo! Glenn Thomas, you're going to Farm Technology Days. Excellent. And now we've got to do Farm Tech Fest. Farm Tech Fest, your general admission tickets, Olivia Pellet. Pellet. Okay. From Auburndale, Wisconsin. Very good. Congratulations to Olivia. All right. And now the big one, the VIP tickets for Farm Tech Fest. Dan Kowalczyk from Gilman. Woohoo! We got people coming. That's going to be fun. We will be contacting you probably later today to let you know that you are the happy, happy winners. And thank you to everybody who signed up. And in, what, another week, we're going to be at the Eau Claire Farm Show. We're going to do another round. That'll be good. All right. Well, congratulations to those winners. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we've got a lot of stuff coming up yet. we got our winners. we got Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown taken care of. And now we've got Bob. He had a chance to speak with Senator Tammy Baldwin. That'll be coming up here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ever since the renewable fuel standards has come on the scene, it has been a, well, a political football, pretty much. Uh, do we do things that uh, help the oil industry, or do we do things that uh, help the ethanol, biofuels industry? Senator Tammy Baldwin is with me now, and Senator Baldwin is one of a group of bipartisan Midwestern senators who have sent a letter to the EPA Administrator, Michael Regan, asking for uh, kind of demanding some things for the industry and uh, senator how did this group first of all come together as a coalition from both sides of the aisle to make this these requests which we'll talk about to the uh, epa administrator well, I really think it came together um, under the last administration where we were very concerned about all these small refineries that were given uh, waivers and exemptions from having to meet uh, the renewable fuel uh, standards. And uh, this really uh, impacted uh, producers uh, uh, in um, the Midwest. And uh, it le- led to volatility and, and lack of predictability in the market. Um, so we kind of came together around that and have been vigilant um, moving forward. And uh, just uh, just this week, I joined a bipartisan group of senators led by uh, Senators Klobuchar and Grassley in a letter to the EPA 
to prioritize the renewable fuel standard by maintaining the blending requirements for 2022 and uh, also, importantly, denying all pending small refinery exemptions um, uh, so that we, uh, again, can set uh, a predictable uh, volume um, uh, moving forward. Did you ask for pie in the sky or just get back to what the renewable fuel standards call for and these refinery waivers, which uh, became popular in the Trump administration to the detriment of the uh, biofuels industry, completely eliminate those? Yeah, I think they should be completely eliminated. That's my own opinion. Um, and I think that uh, we should be setting our um, RFS volumes at statutory levels. It's already the law, and I think we should be um, maintaining that. Um, so uh, these are all important uh, points that we're pressing on the EPA uh, because stable ethanol markets um, signals um, uh, matter uh, for the entire value chain, and that's farmers, producers, and retailers who base their business decisions on the final requirements and consumers who benefit from that certainty. And uh, this is not anything over and above. You're just asking them to follow the laws that are already on the books as far as the statutory limits, right? That's right. And so as we go forward with the oil industry, obviously you've got colleagues in the Senate that are representing oil states. What kind of feedback are you getting, or is the administrator, Mr. Regan, getting the same kind of push from oil industries that we need more small refinery waivers and we do need to change the renewable fuel standards to be more friendly to oil. So I, I'll just tell you my feelings on this, and that is that, um, especially in the transportation sector, um, that we are increasingly going to hybrid and electric vehicles as a way to lower our carbon footprint, and that the bridge fuel ought to be uh, more focused on biofuels uh, than on fossil fuels. So, uh, you know, I, I think that EPA gets that, and I hope that they will send a consistent and um, stable uh, signal for, uh, for the ethanol market. And these things always take time. Any indication of how long it might be before the EPA does make a ruling on on these requests because it, it had been something that uh, had been in the news before. Obviously, these small refinery exemptions have really been a thorn in the side of the industry, as well as the uh, renewable fuel standards maintain the blending requirements. Yep. So, and I agree. And one of the frustrations about the uh, small refinery exemptions was how lacking they were in transparency. What can you tell us, if anything, about maybe the possibility of uh, some preliminary work on a farm bill that will be due in 2023? Has the discussion been broached yet? Oh, yes. Um, we are still in the beginning phases of planning for the bill. Um, but uh, as I have in the past, I'm going to continue to... Uh, strengthen the rural economic resiliency uh, as a part of that bill, including through supporting supply chain resiliency and um, supporting small and medium-scale meat processing plants, um, which keep more economic value within our local uh, communities. 
so uh, I, I always uh, keep uh, a strong eye on development of the Farm Bill. Um, I am not on the uh, Senate Ag Committee, but I do chair the Senate Ag Appropriations Committee. Uh, Subcommittee. So it, their work uh, has a lot of impl- implications on uh, what it is I do uh, on the appropriations side, and working with them is um, always uh, an important um, uh, important uh, foundation. And one final question: We'll let you go. As far as trade, the China Phase One trade deal expired at the end of this past year. They didn't live up to their obligations, but. Have you had a chance, or has Secretary or Trade Ambassador Catherine Tai been in touch with members of the Senate about what her focus is as far as trade deals going forward, and is uh, China a high priority? Do you know? Yeah. So I think um, the big question, as you note, is holding China accountable for um, the purchase commitments it made in uh, Phase One of the of the deal. Um, they have not met uh, the United States agriculture purchase commitments that they made in the deal uh, brokered by the previous administration. And so I think the first responsibility um, uh, is to hold China to their commitments. Um, certainly the new administration, the Biden administration, is pushing China directly to meet its commitments and is working on a number of um, trade agreements with allies in Europe and Asia to form a coalition that we can um, uh, use to jointly hold China accountable um, without igniting a new trade war that would uh, invite retaliation. We don't want to do what the previous administration did that impacted uh, Wisconsin farmers. So, um, uh, you know, no no igniting trade wars, but uh, uh, accountability uh, uh, to meet uh, meet, uh, commitments. And that's Senator Tammy Baldwin speaking with our very own Bob Bosold about all of the trade deals and how that's all working and how the you know overseas markets do affect our own. So thank you so much, Bob and Tammy, for that interview. We're at 29 minutes after 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. And this morning's news is brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. But we've got markets. Those are coming up next with Rocky at Premier. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers, and they want to say thank you. And they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-193. Or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Kristen. So we got some snow coming in, and you have a very busy week. Catch us up. What's all going on this week? Uh, thank you, Kristen, and good morning, everyone. This is our last week's market shaped up here. We did sell over 2,700 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle sold stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 122 all the way up to a dollar 38. Select and low choice Holsteins, dollar 10 to 127. Choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 139.50. Market cows traded uh, stronger. High yielding cows, 67 to 83. 
Most market cows, 56 to 66. Market bulls, high yielding, 91 to $1.1150. Lower yielding and lightweight bulls, 90 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 76 to $1.05. Bulls up to $1.12. Low yielding and lightweight, 75 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly from 75 to 220 per head. Beef calves, 140 to 370. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 20. Big week uh, this week uh, for dairy cattle. We got three dairy cattle auctions. We got one Tuesday, Wednesday, and one Thursday. Tuesday, special monthly dairy heifer auction. Two complete heifer dispersals. Uh, one dispersal having 150 heifers. We're expecting 400. Then our regular weekly dairy cattle auction on Wednesday. Expecting 250 head, featuring 100 fresh two-year-olds, all parlor free stall. Uh, then Thursday, we got a one-owner dispersal of 390 Holstein dairy cows. They're parlor free stall, 85-pound average on 2X. Uh, herd includes 35 Jersey cows, many red Holsteins, and a few crossbreds. Full details on these auctions on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Online bidding available on all these auctions on Cattle USA, but you must pre-register. Don't forget big machinery auction coming up here March 25th. Uh, get those consignments in for best advertising. Uh, looking to be one of the biggest uh, machinery auctions we've had yet. And that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen. Wow, you got a busy week. And yeah, everyone's got to slow down when they come in tomorrow. We don't want them slipping and sliding, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Excellent. Well, Rocky, I'll let you go so you can get back to work. Have a great day. You Bye. too. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And now we've got to check in this morning. With some news with Morgan McCarthy. And Morgan, we had an interesting weekend for the news. Well, good morning. Here's what we're looking at today. Heading into a new week, we plug into an Eau Claire student looking at felony charges from destruction spree involving a dorm. The DA's office filed those charges against 21-year-old Zachary Cunningham. Police say he destroyed an area in the basement of a dorm hall. Investigators say Cunningham also stole keys and some radios. No one's saying exactly why that happened, but uh, alcohol seems to be a factor in that case. In other headlines from across the state, answering some of those questions that uh, Kristen and Jill had earlier, well, there was a fight that ended yesterday's basketball ball game between Wisconsin and Michigan. Uh, what happened was the Michigan coach slapped a UW assistant coach in the face after having words with head coach Gray Gard. Now that set off a scrum between the players. That Big Ten conference yesterday said it's aware of the fight. Right now they're assessing the incident. Moving into headlines that bring us closer to our area. Many kids in Eau Claire schools will be leaving masks at home today as they are now recommended but not required. And a peak into public health to start the week shows us fewer than 700 people in hospital with coronavirus as cases and hospitalizations continue to fall in our state. Looking on the political stage, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation is seeding $170,000 in grant funding to groups that help people create small businesses. WEDC Entrepreneurship Director Ed Javier here saying the state wants to build up Wisconsin's business ecosystem. Maybe get more people flipping the sign to, yes, we're open. Make entrepreneurship be contagious where others see that, wow, look what they're doing. I want to do that too. Among those getting funds is the Hmong American Center in Wausau, starting block and work around here in Milwaukee, and a group called Rising Queens in Beloit. And if you sometimes look around Earth and shake your head, well, we may have a new planet option. Eyes to the sky, right, Mark? Scientists say the newly discovered planet is less than half of Earth's size, and it's located too close to its star to be habitable. Although this planet is too hot for life, there's still a possibility the closest star system to our sun could harbor life. Astronomers say the new find hints that the Proxima system may be packed with planets. 
I'm Mark Mayfield. But back here on the planet we call home, third rock from the sun, you're listening to the Midwest Farm Show with Kristen, Jill, and then right after six, we'll keep an eye on that uh, storm system as well. See exactly what Mother Nature has in store for us and what Alex Edwards has in store for us as we rally the usual group of unusuals for the Wax Morning Show right here on Wax 104.5. <laughs> Welcome to a new week. Thanks so much, Morgan. And now it's that time in the morning to check in with our Skyward 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. And Mike, we had some fun weather on Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, we did. It was uh, it was a bit of a whiteout at times. So. Oh, snow squall. I'm like, that's wind. <laughs> yeah. Glad to know that, uh, you know, we both made it. We're both okay because, whew, I'm sure anybody that was driving was white knuckling it the entire time. Oh, yeah. A lot of accidents, I heard, and a lot of shutdowns, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we do have another uh, winter system that is really on our doorstep already. And uh, areas towards the northern part of the Badger State already starting to see some heavy bands of snow. As far as us, though... We're looking at mostly cloudy conditions for most of the day, but later on this afternoon is when we'll start to see a little bit of that snowfall. Highs will kind of hang around the mid-20s for the most part, but it will start to get pretty breezy with occasional gusts up to 25 miles per hour at times. So any snow that does fall later on this afternoon will be not quite a repeat of Friday, but still visibility will be a concern. Snow continues into tonight as lows dip into the low teens for the most part. Still pretty breezy. As far as snow totals tonight, looking at about 1 to 2 inches with the more meat and potatoes of the snow coming tomorrow. That'll be more of a longer event. Otherwise, highs only getting into about the upper teens. Still pretty breezy with winds sustained 15 to 20 miles per hour. And snow accumulations as far as tomorrow look to be about an additional 2 to 4 inches. And snow starts to taper off into tomorrow evening. Mostly cloudy conditions and lows dipping back into the low single digits. So it looks like we'll be back to the deep freeze. Wednesday looking mostly sunny, but temperatures really only topping out around the mid-teens. Right now in Eau Claire, overcast skies, temperature of 24 degrees. I'm Sky113 meteorologist Mike Dandria. So we're probably not going to get 20 inches of snow. No. Okay, that's I think good. that's a safe bet. All right. <laughs> if you're wrong, we're all going to be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, winter weather fans would love to see that. Oh, so. no kidding. Especially the snowmobilers. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. All right, Mike. We'll stay safe out there and, yeah, keep us posted. All right, will do. You have a great day. You too. There he goes. That's our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the largest pre-owned inventory in the area with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at MarquardtMotors.com. And it's time this morning to check in with some morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.07 to $1.30. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 118 to 130 with a top of 134 and a quarter. Choice Holstein steers, 107 to $1.17. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.06 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 67 to 78 with a top of 82. 60% of the cows sold from 55 to 66. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 54 and down. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesday at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Jim. You too. And now we're going to head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill. And, uh, well, not too bad. We got, uh, let me see here, 
22 degrees uh, above, so that's not too bad. Yep, I agree. And we got some snow coming in. We've got to get battened down and ready to go, so catch us up. What's all going on over at the Equity Stratford Barn? I will do that. Good morning to everyone, and this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. Marketing week on tap, of course. I know some folks are probably going to have the day off today, President's Day, but nope, Equity Stratford is open as per usual, and we'll get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. with market cattle. Also, we do some market cows today, fed cattle, uh, both baby calves this morning at 11.30. Our auction tomorrow, Tuesday starts at 10. Auction, and we do have uh, large square bales of oat straw already for that sale tomorrow. We follow that 11 o'clock by the market auction. Sell organic market cows Tuesday, and uh, we've been a nice advance on the uh, market cow prices. Of course, topping last week up to 110 on those organic organic cows. Of course, uh, good prices also on the uh, market cows. Also on Tuesday, we'll sell conventional market cows. Wednesday our auction starts at 10 o'clock. Full marketing day on Wednesday, featuring of course fed cattle. Goats, baby calves. Cattle sale does start at noon on Wednesday, and our Thursday auction starts at 11. Again, I guess I suppose the weather is going to play havoc later on in the week, but today doesn't seem to be a problem. Uh, cattle on the road early, we'll get them sold. Uh, and uh, I invite you folks to take a look at our website. We do have a lot of coming up here in March, including a special bread beef cow sale. That will be one week from this week, March 2nd. Um, a special uh, herd dispersal on March 8th. So, information on our website, sales in March, and we also encourage you to register uh, for our annual meeting, which will be a little bit later on in March. And so, uh, busy, uh, busy March coming up. We've got a stuff uh, this week here at Stratford, the last week of February. So, again, uh, ladies, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give you uh, some updates on market activity. Markets are looking hopefully. Sure, it'll continue this week. But again, folks, be careful. I don't know exactly when is this here. Yep, it's going to start a little bit later on today, and then yeah, two to four tonight, and two to four tomorrow. Oh, well, I don't mind the snow so much. We certainly don't need that wind like we had. Oh no, kidding! Well, Jerry, I don't want to blow you away, but we got to keep moving here. You bet. Well, keep and uh, girls, and we'll talk. Sounds good. Have a good one, Jerry. Good one. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. And we've got more markets coming up next. We've got Michelle at Tureen Livestock. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is almost 15 minutes before the 6 o'clock hour. It's time to check in with more markets. Let's head over to Tureen Livestock and check in with Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kristen. So it is a very early morning. It's a Monday morning. We got snow coming in. So catch us up. How is Tureen Livestock going to... You guys got sales going on? Catch me up. Okay, I'll tell you all about our... It was a summary of last week, February 14th, at Tureen Livestock Market. In the Slotic Market for last week, we tapped at 86. 82% of the cows sold from 59 and above. Market cows were 70 to 82. Low-yielding cows, 57 to 68. Thin and weak cows, 55 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, Choice and Prime, 108 to 128. Selects were 104 and down. For beef-type steers and heifers, Choice, 110 to 134. 
select for 106 and lower. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 70 to 93 with the utilities at 65 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 85 to $170 per head. We topped at 192 Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $80 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to 325 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 61 to 68. Sows were 60 to 72. Boars were 28 and down. Our next sale will be today. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call to the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citroen livestock, your family owned in a free market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle. Now, do you build snowmen, you and your husband, I mean, outside or do snow angels when the snow comes tomorrow? No. Why not? <laughs> Maybe I could throw a snowball or two, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's super tall, so does he have an advantage, or is it because you're shorter you can duck faster? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I think here's the problem. I am not good at throwing. Anybody that knows me, my aim is awful, so they're probably like, we're not even worried. So, <laughs> so he's got the advantage. <laughs> yeah, more well, than likely. I want to see a snowman or a snow angel of you and your husband together. All right. We'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, Michelle. You too. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Terrain Livestock. And, you know, Bob is in Hawaii, as everyone knows. He likes to travel a lot. And let's check in with Bob and see what they're doing. Are they having some fun? We continue to enjoy beautiful, warm, sunny weather in Hawaii as we continue our farm tour here. And we're going to talk to more of the folks that are with us. Let's go over to the Baldwin area and talk to Sheila and John Hines. And Sheila, any special reason why you guys are on this trip? Have you always wanted to come to Hawaii? Is it an anniversary trip or what? Well, I retired in June, and I've been trying to get my husband to retire, and he doesn't care to. So I said, all right, we're going somewhere then. And we heard you on the radio because we listen to you every morning when we wake up and have for 35 years. And I said, okay, Bob's going. We got to go. So, And you're not disappointed? I am not disappointed at all. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. We'll do it again in a minute. Talk about some of the highlights because we, as we're talking, we're on two islands, Oahu and Hawaii. And I always tell people... Every island is different. Do you agree? I agree. I'm a chocolate person, so the chocolate farm was spectacular, and it was it's pretty labor-intense, but we can relate to that because we were dairy farmers, and, and the salt plant, or the salt farm, too. It's like I want some of that for my margarita glass, for sure. <laughs> Great minds think alike, because I bought some, too. Did you ever think, I didn't know a chocolate farm or a salt farm even existed. No, me either, me either. I just, you know, you I suppose it's like people don't know that milk comes from a cow either. They just buy it at the grocery store. You know, you don't think about where it comes from. But well, that's for sure. All right, Sheila, thank you. John is also with us. And, John, you had a smile on your face from uh, the start to where we are now. You obviously are enjoying this, too. I'm very enjoying it. It's uh, It was something the wife brought up. I was kind of on the fence about it. I just kind of said, okay, let's go. It's something we talked about listening to you through the years, going on these different vacations and thought why not let's do it so he's telling me i'm not getting any younger so <laughs> we gotta get her done well that's for sure and of course you were dairy farmers yep. think you're gonna plant chocolate trees or start uh, raising <laughs> girl making salt if i was living next to the ocean I had a way to get 2200 feet of cold water up think about it but well, not in wisconsin 
I guess not. But I mean, it's just uh, it's, when they talk about paradise, that's what this is. This is uh, this is unbelievable. You would you can't imagine what this is like. You just can't until you actually do it. We're not done yet. I know it. We got a couple more islands to go. We certainly do. John and Sheila Hines from over in the Baldwin area. Dave and Becky, uh, Becky Erickson are also Rebecca from uh, Bloomer. And uh, David, I notice you spending an awful lot of time looking at the grass and yep. some of that stuff. Yep, yep. I, I, the grass species here are just phenomenal compared to what we have in Wisconsin, you know. And some of this stuff is so fine, it's almost like a light fescue, you know. And it's just beautiful grass. And it's just, I, I can't believe how plush and pristine it is, you know. It's just amazing. And David's paying attention because he uh, runs the golf course in Bloomer. <laughs> so if you come up with any ideas for uh, changing the course a little bit, I suppose this stuff won't grow at home. Well, I don't know. I think I'd get caught digging up a few of these pine trees and haul them in my bed. But, I mean, it'd be nice to... It'd be, it'd be really nice, but, I mean, just imagine some of these trees and the golf course it would be phenomenal. But oh. uh, it, it is amazing, uh, this place is. So what do you thought about, uh, you know, the chocolate farm, the salt farm? I mean, calling it a salt farm, and that's what they're doing. They're harvesting. Well, I, I was impressed because uh, I remember back in bio- biology distilling water down and, and breaking it down and finding what, what was actually in it. And, and to see them do it through slow progression was really cool. I mean, it, it is it is really neat to see. And, and, and everybody should come on and see it, One, you know, see these things. And, uh, um, you know, I, I was, I was kind of picturing cane fields and that other stuff and it's too bad the cane fields are gone too you know but that uh a lot of this stuff is, is pretty cool to see it is really cool it's a lot more fun to see when you got shorts and t-shirts yeah. on <laughs> you got that right because i know when we get back to wisconsin it's going to be like oh my gosh well i need to get back on the plane <laughs> <laughs> turn around and go home yeah. becky didn't want to talk to us rebecca but is this a, a a trip that you guys thought about for a long time or is it a special occasion and what's been your thoughts we didn't. Um, I saw it on or heard it, about it on the radio, and Dave wanted to go somewhere warm, and I just suggested it, and he was all for it. So here we are. So what have you thought about it? Chocolate farm, salt farm, the uh, you know this island of Hawaii. It's black with this lava. Yeah, I, I like the beach, the lava. To see the the volcanoes was really something today too. And then um, the fruit here is amazing. But the beach, not bad. I agree with you, too. (laughs) Dave and Rebecca, Becky Erickson from Bloomer along with us as we continue our Wax Holiday Farm Tour in Hawaii. I'm Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take a look at our markets this morning. We've got your March corn up four at 654. March oats down 25 cents to 689. March soybeans up nine at 1601. March soybean meal down $1.30 at 447.90 a ton. March wheat down a penny at 797. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in, Arca- in Arcadia at 594 for corn. Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood are at five ninety five for corn, fifteen thirty two for beans. Mondovi's at five ninety five and fifteen twenty seven. Fall Creek's at five ninety five and fifteen twenty one. Osseo's at six oh five for corn and fifteen thirty two for beans. Stevens Point is at fifteen eighteen. Elk Mound is at five ninety nine for corn, fifteen twenty eight for beans. Sparta's at six oh three and fifteen thirty. Ellsworth is at five eighty two and fifteen seventeen. And Buck Country Grain and Dummer's Grain Service are at five ninety three and fifteen thirty six. Ethanol plants in the area, Boysville's at 613, Stanley's at 606, New Richmond's at 595. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at $1.93 and a half. Your blocks unchanged at $1.98 and 3 
three quarters. Double A grade butter was two sixty nine. That was unchanged. And your class three futures for February up two at twenty ninety. March up five at twenty two forty. April down a nickel at twenty two eighty one. May up nine at twenty two thirty nine. June down five at twenty two ninety. And the markets were upward through November of two thousand and twenty two. Once again this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program, Dr. Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us. And Dan, one size doesn't fit all. In other words, when we're dealing with our fields and decisions as far as uh, cropping and fertilizing and harvesting, you got to do it individually. And, and the fertilization is one where you you have to be on top of it because uh, some need it, some don't, Right. It, it's actually more, Bob, some will give you a good return and some won't. <laughs> and uh, and so one of the things to check, if you're going to fertilize, uh, and we would recommend that to a healthy field, it's first important to make sure that fertility is not the first limiting factor. And so one of the things that we strongly recommend is if you took a soil test last year or to do one quick this spring, and check to make sure that your soil pH is up around 6.8. We have seen uh, in many trials that we have done that where fields have low soil pH, 6.3, 6.4, they're never going to yield very well even if you do fertilize them. So your return on your fertilizer investment from a low soil pH alfalfa field is going to be uh, much less than if the soil pH is, is up in the 6.8 range that we would recommend. The other thing to think about is the stand density. Uh, we have talked for many years that we need to have around 55 stems per square foot uh, to be in the optimum yield range. Uh, at that stem density, the uh, alfalfa field will yield as much as the environment allows. So, in other words, depending on sunlight, water, and so on. Uh, If your field is much less than 55 stems per square foot, then even if we do fertilize heavily, it's not going to yield as well. In fact, at 40 stems per square foot, we'd expect about a 25% yield reduction. So the second consideration, again, uh, potassium prices are high. The benefit to a good alfalfa field more than recovers the cost of the fertilizer unless the stand is thin and it is not going to yield as well as it should. We can also kind of tell this by fields that have a lot of dandelions in them. They come in when the stand is thin, and so if you've got a, a nice yellow bloom, uh, then your alfalfa stand density is low and, and will never yield as well. The last thing to keep in mind is really the health of the stand. What is the uh, disease level? And perhaps, especially if we're going to longer intervals or if we might be delayed harvesting first cutting in the spring, uh, a fungicide might be beneficial to preserve the sand what is there. So uh, a fungicide and then later on to scout for weevil and potato leaf hopper uh, because if we have those insect and disease pressures uh, and don't control them, then we're not going to get the yield even if we fertilize well. Potassium and sulfur 
can uh, really produce uh, an economic benefit for you, even with today's prices, assuming that the other yield parameters are in place. And that means good soil pH, good um, stand density, and then control of other insects and diseases. So do your homework before you just go out and start fertilizing. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander with us once again our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa update program. Thanks so much, Bob. And looking at the weather one quick time before we go, it's 24 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Feels like 14. Looking at a high at 25 today, and it's going to snow. Chance of snow today, snow tonight, snow tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a high of 16. Wednesday, partly cloudy and 14 degrees. And watch out at night. It's going to get chilly.